Welcome to the podcast of Pastor Daniel Braddock. He is the pastor of First Assembly of God in Plant City, Florida. We are so excited that you have joined us to listen to Pastor Braddock's powerful preaching from each Sunday morning church service. Listen closely to these messages, and your journey with Jesus will be wonderfully impacted. Hallelujah. Stand with me, please. And before we read the text, I want us to lift our hands and just thank God for His goodness. Come on, if you're able today. Heavenly Father, we worship you this morning. Lord, we thank you for another day that you've given to us. We thank you for this week that you've given to us. We thank you for the protection of our lives that you have protected us this week. Lord, we thank you for every blessing you've bestowed upon us. We thank you for it, Lord. Oh, we love you. We love you. We love you. We love you. Oh, we give you praise. We give you honor. We give you the glory. Because if it hadn't been for you, none of us would be here today. Oh, hallelujah. Mm, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Mm, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Mm. We worship you, Lord. We worship you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mm. Hallelujah. 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 Ma, 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 ma. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lamb of God. Praise the Lamb of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As we pick up in our text this morning... John chapter 4. Verse through verse verse number 26. Read it with us. It's on the screen up there. But Jesus said to her, Go call your husband and come here. Next verse, Kim. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, you have well said, I have no husband. For you have had five husbands, and the one whom you now have is not your husband. In that they spoke truly, in that you spoke truly. The woman said to him, sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Our fathers worshiped in this mountain. And you Jews say that in Jerusalem is the place where one ought to worship. Jesus said to her, woman, believe me, 
Oh, this next line is powerful. The hour is coming when you will neither worship in this mountain nor in Jerusalem. Worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. We know what we worship for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour is coming. And now is. When the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. There's some spiritual worship going on. We are in the spirit. Most of us are. Some may not be. But those that are in the spirit are being ministered to. By the power of God. Get this next line. For the Father seeketh such to worship Him. God is spirit. And those who worship Him must worship in spirit and in truth. The woman said to Him, I know the Messiah is coming who is called Christ. When He comes, He will tell all, us all things. Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he. Wow. Father God, we ask for a few moments that you would anoint this body, this frail mind. Lord, I pray that the word will go forth. Not because of me, but because of the presence of God. Let every mind be open and every heart be receptive to your voice today. And we'll thank you for it. For it's in your name we pray. Everybody said, wave at your neighbor and tell him you love him. Hallelujah. Last week we dealt where Jesus went to Sakar and dealt with a woman of Samaria. Who was, a, who was a Samaritan, a dog. Jews had nothing to do with Samaritans. They were a mixed breed of people. And Jesus sits at the well, and here she comes. And he asked her for a drink. And she said, why are you a Jew asking a Samaritan for a drink? Jesus was there to deal with her heart. I said, Jesus was there to deal with her heart. And let me just throw it in right here. Jesus is here to deal with your heart this morning. He gives life. He gives water. The breath of life. He gives the water of life. She finally asked in verse number 15, give me this water. But she did not know what she was saying. The seed of the word fell on shallow soil. And the shoots that sprang up had no root, according to Matthew 13. She had made progress, but still had a long way to go. So Jesus patiently dealt with her. She said, she recognized him as a prophet. Verse number 19. The only way to prepare 
the soil of the heart for the seed is to plow up with conviction. I know when I said that word, I felt it sweep through the house. Conviction is a good thing. Kim put the definition. The word conviction, according to Webster's Dictionary, says to bring to realization of one's guilt. I've told this, but let me just bring out a little point. When our son was about five or six years old, when he'd do something wrong, he'd come and stand in front of us with his head down. We knew he'd done something wrong, but then he, he, he didn't want to tell us what he did. What did you do, son? And he dropped his head. I did so and so. Conviction. Hosea chapter 10, verse 12. I think you have it back there, Kim. It says, souls for yourself righteousness. Reap in mercy. Break up your fallow ground. For it is time to seek the Lord till He comes and rains righteousness on you. Break up your fallow ground. Conviction has come upon this Samaritan woman. She realizes her sin. And Jesus brings it out. The soil. I grew up around farms. I wasn't a farmer. My daddy was a farmer. A preacher. And whatever else. But he grew up on the farm. He knew how to farm. He farmed with a mule and a plow. I tried it one day and I was all over the place with it. I couldn't do nothing with it. But he knew how to plow. And I remember one day. Watching the farmer plow. The field had sat idle for, for years, or several, three or four years. And he took those bottom plows. That's what they call them, isn't it? And he started, and they would turn that soil over. Now, I don't know if you've ever noticed it or not, but my friend up in Douglas, he said to me, I love it when I smell fresh dirt. There's just something about when you roll the old, crusty, hard dirt that's been sitting there. Nothing grows but roots and all these things. And all of a sudden, you roll it over. There's a freshness. There's something alive under there. That's why you have to break up the fallow ground. You got to break things up for God to get to you. Thank you for that no amen. Well, let, 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 me, let me just deal with it on every one of us in here that are Christians this morning. Listen to me. The convicting power of the Holy Spirit got you, fell on you, touched you, and you surrendered your life and was converted by Him. He broke through the hard ground of your soul. I, I got to tell you, I forgot it. The spirit's moving. 
But I went back to the cardiologist Thursday. My heart still in rhythm. Amen. He said, everything's looking good. I said, thank you, Lord. Glory. He said, I won't see you till February. I said, thank you. Oh. He said, the only way to prepare the soil for the heart was for the seed to be plowed up and with conviction. This was why Jesus told her to go get her husband. He forced her to admit her sin. Before you can be saved, you gotta re- you got to repent. Is that right? You gotta recognize your sin. I got ahead of myself. An alcoholic has to realize he's an alcoholic before he can get help. A drug addict, the same way. They've got to recognize their problem before they can get help or get deliverance. Anything that is addictive to your life, you've got to realize that's the problem. This woman's problem was adultery. Five husbands. Woo! The one she's living with ain't hers. But you know what? The father didn't get upset. Jesus didn't get upset with her. He didn't get upset with her. He kept prodding. Conviction kept going. It kept going from him. It kept reaching in. It got through that hard crust dirt, brother buddy, just like he did us when we were sinners. But he got in there, and when he did, he began to break up that ground, and she began to realize there's something going on in here. Hallelujah. And I'm glad that convicting power of the Holy Spirit still works today in our life. Now, Confession's good for the soul, I guess, John. I've said this a lot of times, but I'll say it again. If ever, I don't know, I don't know how long you've been a Christian, but I've been a Christian a long time. I'm fixing to blow some of you away. I have sinned since I became a Christian. I ain't telling you what it is, but I have sinned. I have done wrong. I've done things I shouldn't have done. But oh, thank God. Thank God for His convicting power. The moment, the moment I would do something wrong, the Holy Spirit, the convicting power of the Holy Spirit would grab me right here. No wonder I got heart trouble. And it would say to me, no, 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 no. He didn't have to write it out. I knew what it was. I knew my problem. But thank God for the Holy Spirit that brings conviction. Hallelujah. Mm. Let me find my place. 
He said that was why Jesus told her to go get her husband. He forced her to admit her sin. In verse number 16 and 17, there can be no conversion without conviction. What does Romans tell us? To be saved, Romans 10, 9 and 10, you got to believe it in your heart, confess it. Is that right? She's dealing with the one, the well at the well. Y'all remember that? I forgot to give you the title. There it is. He's the well sitting at the well. I mean, he's got eternal life. He's trying to offer her. He's trying to give her something that will change her completely from the lifestyle she's living. And she don't have to live that way anymore. She's thinking that, you know, if I drink this water, he's giving me, I won't never thirst again. You will in the natural, but in the supernatural, you will because that well that he puts in you is a living well. And that well flows freely. Glory. I almost took off, but I was afraid I'd fall down the steps. But I felt the presence of God so strongly. The conviction, it made me stop and think even they, today, Lord, and we could, that's why I want to sing that chorus over and over. You deserve the glory. I don't deserve anything. I'm not worthy of anything. But oh, thank God for what he did at Calvary. He loved us so much that he found us in our degradation. He found us in our sin. He found us in the hot pens of this world and said, I want you. Hallelujah. Conviction brings repentance. I, 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 I didn't do this till this morning while I was getting ready before we came in here. And the Lord began to minister to my heart. The story of the prodigal son in Luke chapter 15. I'm not going to go through the whole thing. You know he left his father. He, he didn't want to be controlled by his father anymore. He left, went out, spent all of his money, righteous living. And the only job he could find is in the hog pen. See, that's the way sin does. If you turn to sin or if you are in sin, it will bring you down. It will destroy you. But there's a verse of scripture in there, and I had to go check it, because I've been thinking about it pretty strongly, but I went and referenced it. It said, the Bible said, he came to himself. Now, I'm like you, I'm fixing to blow you away. I believe, this is my personal belief, that the Holy Spirit convicted him of what he was doing. I'm not supposed to be in this hog pen. I'm not supposed to be here. I belong at the Father's house. I belong at the Father's house. But I took my own course. 
The ways of a man may seem right in his own way, but it means you end up dead. That's not word for word, but it's in Proverbs. Look where he was at. His clothes was a mess. He stunk. And if you've been around hog pens, you know, especially if it rains, it sours, and then it stinks, and it's rotten, and it's awful, and it's dirty. I would get out of there, but I can't get up. But I just picture him sitting by the, the hog trough, looking at that slop. Now, you city folks, if you don't know what slop is, everything that's food is thrown in one bucket. And you take it out and you feed it, put it in a hog trough, and you pour it out and the hogs come eat. It don't matter to them. They just eat it all. And he's looking at that. And the Bible said he calls it husk. Are you hearing me? He looked at the slop. And the Bible also says all he had to eat was the carob seed, the husk. Now, I really don't know what a carob seed is. But it, according to what I referenced earlier this morning, it wasn't fit for, for a body to eat. It wasn't fit for a human to eat. It's about like eating a green persimmon, I imagine. Anybody ever done that? There's a few of y'all around here. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, in the midst of that nasty, filthy, hog pen, mm, my nose is running, excuse me. Y'all don't have that problem. All of a sudden, the Holy Spirit shows up and took a hold of his mind. Are you hearing me? Oh, 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 oh. All of a sudden, he quit looking at the slop. All of a sudden, he, he quit looking and thinking about, man, I wish I had something to eat. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit came upon him and touched him and said, Wait a minute, you don't have to stay here any longer. You don't have to go no further in this hot pen. You can get out and come back to my father's house. Ooh. Y'all are to shout on that one. Now here's the deal. He could have sat there and kept wanting. But conviction brought repentance. Repentance brought, I mean, conviction brought repentance. What did he do? What did he tell the father? I'll go. I've sinned. I've done wrong. And when he got to the father's house, the father ran. You know the story. 
And before the father could do much with him, he said, Father, I have sinned against you and your house. But the father said, you're repenting. I forgive you. Oh, come on, church. He repented. And Jesus forgave him. The Father forgave him. And he welcomed him back in. He didn't tell him, you got to go get a bath. You got to put on clean clothes. You got to do this and you got to do that. The Bible said when the Father saw him, he ran. Woo! He ran. He ran. He ran and threw himself around him on a dirty young man and kissed him. He probably had to wipe this mess off his face. But it didn't matter, John. The son was lost. But now he's found. The son is lost. But now he's found. Conviction brought repentance. Every one of us in this room this morning that claimed to be saved, conviction hit you. It grabbed you. Said you don't have to live like that anymore. And we repented of our sins. We call it converted. We have been converted. Kim put that word up there. The word convert means to change from one form to another. Second Corinthians 5 17, one of my favorite. If any man be in Christ, he is a what? A new creature. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. prodigal son became a new man. What do you mean, preacher? What was the first thing the father said to him? Go kill the fatty calf and bring the best robe we got in the house. We're going to have a party. I know y'all dignified people. You shouldn't talk like that, preacher. Well, what do you think they had? They had a, they had a feast. They had excitement. They had joy. They had music. I mean, people was, the wine was flowing. Yes. Now, it ain't what you think it is, but there's some, I don't know. Bible called, they all wine all through the Old Testament. They had it. But they wasn't getting drunk. But they were getting Ooh, they were getting drunk on the Spirit. You don't know what, yes I do. Because when the feast started, it didn't stop. I know the other son come in and he interrupted, interrupted the party. But I want you to get the picture. The father said, son, you could have all this if you wanted to. You could have had it all just... Just like we're doing. You, you could have them. You could have your party anytime you want to. But no, he he let pride, jealousy, 
destroy him. But a prodigal son said, Father, just let me be part of the servants because they got fresh bread and water. The father said, no, son. You ate at my table before. Oh, Brother Douglas, help me here. You ate at my table before, and the tape, your chair is still available. Amen. Your chair is available. Woo! Your chair is still empty. It's waiting for you. It's got your name on it, and the table is full. Oh, hallelujah. The table is full. Glory to God. Repentance brings joy. Hmm. Where you at, Mark? Come back. I want you to. We got to quit. You deserve the glory. Just sing that part. Whatever it is. He's worthy of it all. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I'm here to tell you this morning. A conviction is touching your heart. Yield to conviction. Surrender to it. God is saying, I love you. Surrender. And I'll give you the blessings that you need. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Sing it, Brother Mark. You are worthy of it all. You are worthy of it all. You deserve the glory. Heavenly Father, I pray this morning that your convicting power of the Holy Spirit would speak to hearts. Lord, you know where we all live. You know everything about us. As the psalmist wrote in 139, you know our down-sitting and our, our uprising. You know it all. Wherever we go, you know. Whatever we do, you know. Nothing is hid from you. That's why the Holy Spirit speaks to your heart. Because He knows where you live. Jesus knew where this lady lived. And I pray, Lord, that you would deal with hearts and lives. Lord, I pray that conviction will never leave them. But it will stay close to their heart until they surrender their life to you. I pray in the name of Jesus. I pray in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mm. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you for listening today to the podcast of Pastor Daniel Braddock. 
If you are encouraged and uplifted by Pastor Braddock's preaching, please write a positive review on your favorite podcast app. Subscribe to this podcast on your app so you will not miss any future episodes. Take the word preached by Pastor Braddock and share it with your family, your friends, and your community. May God bless you today.